Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 185 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where each and every week, except for last week, I'm sorry about that, I come at you with an interview or an actionable audio podcast to help you grow your YouTube channel, build your audience over on your YouTube channel, or help you spread your message in a way that I hope can help you you know, gain traction or gain viewers or subscribers or Whatever you're wanting to do, whether you're a business, individual, whatever it may be, if you're looking to grow and monetize and build up a YouTube following, this is the show for you. You can go back, listen to over 150 interviews with other creators where I dive into their tactics, their strategies that they use to grow their YouTube channel. Do want to give a huge shout out to TubeBuddy who continually support the show. They continually come on as the primary sponsor of this show. If you want to know what TubeBuddy is, the best way and the only way I ever describe it now on the show is if I could only recommend one tool for you to use, then TubeBuddy would be it because of their suite of tools. And I don't mean like their sweet tools, like S-W-E-E-T. Even though they are sweet, I mean they're sweet, S-U-I-T-E. Uh, I went a little far on that one. Either way, TubeBuddy is amazing. Check it out in the show notes of this episode. Now, today's going to be a, a little bit of a different show. I'm going to be covering a topic that I've been asked to do on the podcast for a long time. Um, the, the question or the topic is going to be, if I could start you know, over, or if I was starting a YouTube channel right now, what are the things that I would do differently, and what are the things that I would do the same? So basically, if I was starting a fresh channel, which by the way, I've kind of done recently, and I'm not really willing to come out and talk about that just yet, but uh, hopefully uh, in, in the near months, I will be able to share with you that project as well. Um, so we're going to be covering that. But before we do, there's a lot that's been going on in the YouTube world as of late. Um, and so I wanted to cover the whole verify apocalypse where you know, YouTube changed their policy on, you know, people becoming verified or verification. And then they backflipped on that policy and, and, and they loosened up the reins a little bit and went back to more of, of kind of what it was before. There's a lot to be learned from that, um, as well as going into the next couple of months, the, the changes that are coming to um, kids channels will be definitely will be implemented. You can already see this when you go to YouTube, and if you don't know, if you haven't uploaded a video uh, in a couple of weeks, the new beta of the video upload, I guess you would call it the video upload or whatever you want to call it, um, is out. So basically, if you go there and click on upload a video, the little the icon where you have the, the, the video camera that has the addition symbol on it, um, it now has the drop down that shows you can go to the new uploader. So if you click that, go to upload video beta, and it says new. Um, and it's a much cleaner, simpler form, but you're going to notice that they now ask you, is this targeted towards children or kids? Um, and so this is going to be something that you're going to have to verify in every video going forward. So make sure that you're preparing for that. If you'd like the last two episodes, episode 183 and 184, I interviewed kids creators and talked with them about um, the changes. Now, 
Uh, they're also vloggers, and, and you can hear in, in the conversations how they're preparing to get ready for these changes. Do want to give a huge shout out to the new patrons this month. Um, if you'd like access to our Patreon Discord for as little as three bucks a month, um, you can get access over there to ask questions, to be featured in the podcast. You get access to a special Discord area where you can share um, your videos and your channel links for um, critique by other creators in the Discord. Uh, and it's a great way for us to come together as a community. And it's just a great way for you to say, hey, I really do like the show. Here's a couple of dollars to keep the lights on, keep the mics hot over there uh, at Porter Media, uh, which, by the way, if you don't know, that's the name of my business that I kind of house everything under. So um, with all of that said, uh, the new patrons this month, we have a new pledge from Justina R., um, a new patron, Brienne R., Christopher G., Jerry J.M., and Juanito L. Thank you all for becoming new patrons. If you'd like to do that, the link will be in the show notes down below. All right, so let's talk about verification for a minute uh, and kind of the timeline of what happened and kind of what it means for us as creators and what it should put in the back of your mind. So first things first, they changed the way it looks. Instead of a blue check mark, um, it's now your name is highlighted with a gray background just to make it stand out when you're in a live stream or you're making comments. Now, the, the way that it was, the new eligibility requirements that they were going to put into place, it says, under our current requirements, channels with more than 100K subscribers can be verified regardless of need for proof of authenticity. That worked well when YouTube was smaller, but as YouTube has grown and the ecosystem has become more complex, we needed a new way to verify the identity of channels and help users find the official channel they're looking for. Again, to read between the lines there, they're saying that people were mimicking or copying larger channels trying to fake as them, and a lot of times that was the case, and newer users were not able to decipher, which again, I'm not sure that's the case, but we're going to go with it. Their new criteria was going to prioritize verifying prominent channels, that's a very key word, that have a clear need of proof uh, of authenticity. So basically, they were going to be the judge of whether or not your channel was prominent or big or large enough. Again, when the changes came sweeping down, that wasn't really the case. There were channels who were huge that were, in my eyes, prominent that got unverified, and there were channels that were very small or niche, and they got verified. So again, it didn't make sense. Authenticity. Does this channel belong to the real creator? This one's pretty simple, right? Like, does it belong to you? Are you the real owner of that channel? And prominence. Does this channel represent a well-known or highly searched creator, artist, public figure, or company? Okay. Uh, there's a lot of gray area here because there's a lot of small to medium-sized creators who in their niche, in their space, are very prominent. But maybe in YouTube's eyes, that's not the case. That's kind of where the problems lie. Now, the biggest issue here was that creators honestly thought of the verification bag, badge, not bag, verification badge, rightfully so, as somewhat of a milestone or somewhat as a, a tick on their clock or a check mark to kind of, excuse the pun, but a check mark on their resume, um, where YouTube didn't really consider it this way. YouTube considered it legit a way for people to, uh, to avoid fraud, to avoid people from trying to be someone they're not. That was kind of how YouTube kind of put into place. Now, the next day, literally 3 p.m. as of the next day, uh, this was on September 19th, then the next day, September 20th, 
It says, yesterday we announced changes to the verification badge. The idea behind this update was to protect creators. Again, it kind of got lost in translation. Every year we receive tens of thousands of complaints from creators about impersonation. That's what they're worried about most. Um, nearly a third of YouTube users told us that they misunderstood the badge's meaning, associating with an endorsement of content. Now, you see, that's where there was some misinterpretation. Creators were thinking of this as, hey, this is endorsing that the content here is valid, there's some validity to it, where YouTube was all about, hey, this is just identity stuff, right? This is just to stop people from impersonating larger creators. First off, they said, we heard loud and clear how much the badge means to you. Channels that already have the verification badge will now keep it, do not have to appeal, good. We'll continue renewing those channels to ensure we're protecting creators from impersonation. Just like in the past, all channels that have over 100,000 subscribers will still be eligible to apply. We'll reopen the application process by the end of October. Uh, again, they probably got flooded with new stuff and they're having to reapply old ones. I understand that. Going forward, we'll review those channels to verify their identity. If we determine that a channel is attempting to impersonate, we won't verify that channel and may take additional action. We've improved the process and we'll verify channels that are these, that had these requirements. So they give a nice little image here. It says 100K subs, are they authentic and complete? So authentic, are they a real creator brand or entity? And are they complete, complete public and active channel? Are they uploading regularly? Do they have a about me section filled out? Um, and then if all of these requirements are met, then that channel can be verified. They also talked about the new look for the verification badge. Due to all the changes we're announcing today, the new badge will roll out next year. So that's a little bit about the timeline. The only thing I will say about it is this. If you are counting on a, an outside force or an outside, outside source like the verification badge or check mark or gray background to be what sets you apart or to be your uh, competitive edge on YouTube, you need to probably find a little something different, right? Like that's not going to help you succeed. A little check mark, which by the way, I have over 270K subscribers. I think my channel is more than definitely uh, could be approved under the old and new system. Um, and I've had people try to upload content under my name, copy my content very frequently on a weekly basis. I'm not verified. Now, I think after this, just seeing what it's about, um, seeing kind of why I would need to do it for identity theft purposes, then sure, maybe in the future, I'm going to be verified, but I've grown my channel without having to be verified, right? Like this should not be something that you count on to be what sets you apart. Now, if you want to use it, as a milestone or a stepping stone, like, oh, now I've, I've reached these, this criteria, I can get the badge. I, I see no problem in that. There were some YouTube creators out there, even some of my friends in the YouTube educational space who were talking like they didn't really think that was a good thing, that you would use it as a stepping stone or a milestone. Um, I think it could be used for both, right? Like it could be used as, you know, internally for yourself. You can think that, oh man, you know, this is something that I finally got the requirements and I finally can get verified. And it'll keep you safe from impersonation. Like I think there can be both things that can happen there. So that's a recap of the verification. Don't forget that's coming. Don't forget the changes to uh, the kids content stuff's coming as well. Um, so be ready, be prepared to understand what all of that is. I recommend you go to the YouTube blog, read up on the details of those changes, even the verification stuff, just so you understand exactly what's going to happen and what's to come in the future. All right, so let's get into the, today's topic for the next six, seven or eight minutes. If I were to start a YouTube channel today, 
what would I do different? Like what, what are the things that I would change and what are the things that I would stay the same? All right, I've got a list of notes here that I will go by and so I'm gonna go from top to bottom. This is in no particular order. Uh, in no way do I weigh the importance of these. I think they're all very important and these are the things that I would have done differently. Number one is this, I would have started my channel with my personal name or brand from the get-go. Uh, if you don't know, my channel was originally named, again, I was young, I was 19, I didn't know YouTube was going to even be a thing for me. Uh, the name of my, my channel was Technology Guru 77 so not only was the name horrendous, it also had two numbers, which happened to be my favorite number at the time. It was an atrocious thing to do. Um, people couldn't relate the videos to me. They, didn't, they then couldn't point, uh, you know, oh, that's Dusty Porter from the YouTube Creator Sub Podcast. There's so many benefits of having your YouTube channel named after your name or brand. That's like a brand, let's say Best Buy, not naming their YouTube channel Best Buy. You know, naming it like um, a technology goods for you, right? Like 63. No, that's not something you need to do. So if I were to go back, I would start the channel under my name, Dusty Porter, and I would start branding everything under that personal name. Because um, see, now when people go to my channel, they watch a video say it's a podcasting tutorial, and they're like, oh, that's Dusty Porter from the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. And so I'm now able to bounce people from one area to another area of my personal brand. There's so much benefit in having that be the case. So that would be number one. Number two, I would have hired someone immediately when I had enough funds or enough you know, uh, income to design a channel image and a channel profile banner. I am in no way a graphic designer. I am in no way a graphic artist. Uh, and just two or three years ago, I decided to have someone or hire someone to design my channel banner. And my channel looks a lot more professional. It looks a lot more, uh, I guess you would say, a, a lot more validated, right? If we're going to talk verification and whatnot. Um, when you go to a channel and it's just like a random image uh, and then the profile, I see so many people with this where their channel profile picture is legit like their initials or something. That's terrible. Um, so I would go back in time and I would have much sooner because I could have afforded it much sooner. Um, I would have done that much, much sooner, have someone professionally design a channel banner. Um, and I would have definitely took more note into mobile. Because what happens is most people are viewing on their, their iOS or Android device, their iPad, um, and, and not all the channel banner, all the pertinent stuff I would have put in the mobile-friendly zone. That would be something that I would have done. Number three, this one is crucial. I would have gotten rid of my long, boring, really super flashy intro way, way sooner. If you go back and watch my older videos, um, you're going to see an intro that I had designed on Fiverr for like 10 bucks where it had Tech Guru 7.7, it was flashy, and there were some explosions and some really cool noises. Now, in the initial stages of YouTube, now this was back, you know, even, you know, not the initial stages of YouTube, in the initial stages of my channel, I would get tons of comments like, oh, I love your intro, where'd you get it? But now that I know what YouTube takes into consideration with watch time, people bouncing off videos early because you're not getting straight to the point, um, I would have m most definitely gotten rid of that. Now, in my new YouTube form, um, I have a very sleek, quick intro that just, you know, reveals my channel name, and it's about five seconds long. And, and I even shorten it because I flip over to the content and start talking at like three seconds and let people know what the video is about and what they're going to expect in the coming 
you know, a few minutes or however long the video is. So I would have definitely gotten rid of my long intro. So if you have a long intro right now, this could be affecting your watch time. In turn, this could be affecting your entire channel. So that's number three. Number four, I would have fleshed out my about me section and my links on my YouTube channel much sooner. Um, something I didn't do was, you know, in my about me section, I had like a one liner. Uh, my name's Dusty Porter. I do tech tutorial content, period. That's terrible. Um, I now have a story. I now, ha I now have some milestones in there. And when I reach those milestones, I now have links in my about me section. And speaking of links, um, I've taken much care um, with the links that I put in the corners of my YouTube channel now. So I have my podcast link. I have my Patreon link. Um, I have a link to subscribe to my YouTube channel. I have my website link. And so, you know, in the early days of my YouTube channel, I think I had like one link and it was a broken link back to my podcast and it didn't even show like an icon. So it looked horrible. Um, so make sure you're taking good care of your about me section as well as the links on your YouTube channel. Number five, I would have streamlined my thumbnail branding much, much sooner. Um, if you go back right now, and I'm looking at my YouTube channel right now, um, from oldest to newest videos, you will see that I had no rhyme or reason as to what my thumbnail was going to be. Now, as you scroll through my videos, you can see as I try to land on an actual thumbnail design. So if, if you go here to, and, and sort my videos from oldest to newest, as I try to land on an actual design, um, I, I you know, iterate, but I finally have settled on one, and now I, I'm reaping the benefits of that. Um, now people can go through and say, oh, that's a Dusty Porter video, or oh, this is another video from the same creator because they're bouncing from thumbnail to thumbnail. If you go back to my old videos, literally, I didn't do custom thumbnails. I was an idiot. Uh, I basically just allowed it to throw up a screenshot from the video that was horrible. Now, I've since gone back in my popular videos. I have added, uh, you know, my new format for uh, thumbnails. And if I was a really dedicated YouTuber, I would probably go back to all 600 videos that need to be updated. And I would update to the new format of uh, thumbnails. But honestly, that would take a ton of time. Ugh. Anyways, I should do that. I'm going to put that on my to-do list for the next year to go back and do that. Because my, my content is very much evergreen. Um... And so with that being said, it's funny. Uh, looking through my older videos, it's hilarious. Um, I have a Photoshop tutorial, how to apply digital tattoos in Photoshop. Wow, that's a good one. Um, it's looking at some of these videos too. I can see now that if I actually applied a better thumbnail, um, I could see the videos doing way better. Really, really uh, let myself down there. So that was number five. Number six. I would have started my off YouTube presence a lot sooner. So my final tip for you is this. On YouTube, it is very easy for you to get stuck on a platform to where you upload a video and you live in the comments section. You live by sharing the video. You do the same you know, nine to five stuff that you always do on YouTube and you, you rarely go out and build a social media following. You rarely go out and create a podcast like I've done. You don't build an email list via your website. But what I want to encourage you guys to do if you're just starting or if you're growing your channel or it doesn't matter where you are in your YouTube channel journey, building an off YouTube presence. Now, I know this is a YouTube podcast, but listen to me. This is very critical. This is maybe one of the most important things I tell you. You need to start building an off YouTube presence as soon as you can because what happens if YouTube goes away? 
What happens if you're, you know, not even looking at revenue, but but your presence and your your brand building to get clients and things that YouTube that you're using it for, make sure that you're building an offline presence or not an offline presence, an off YouTube presence. So those are the six things that I would have changed. There's a couple more that I may uh, sprinkle in as we continue this podcast. But right now, those are the six that I think could have made a much larger difference in me. And then in closing on this segment, um, not worrying so much about subscribers. In the early years of my channel, you know, I grew from 100 subscribers to 1,000 subscribers in a year. And then 1,000 to 10K in like six months, and then 10K to 50K in like six, you know, three or four months. So my channel was, you know, kind of had the snowball effect, but I worried so much. And it wasn't even for money reasons. Like back then, you could, like back then, I had, I didn't even meet the requirements and I could apply for the partner program. YouTube reached out to me, actually. Um, times were different then, but I worried so much about that subscriber number. And now that I've grown and understand YouTube, I understand that that number is literally just a vanity number. Sure, you want it to grow. It's a good measuring stick of where you're at, but it doesn't mean anything. Do you know how many creators have three, four, five times the subs as me? But if you go look at the video views, which is what I'm trying to accumulate, every time someone watches one of my videos, it means one of many things. It means they could watch an ad, I get ad revenue. It means they could click on one of my affiliate links, I could get affiliate revenue. It means they could go to my website and join my mailing list. It means I could pick up a new YouTube consultation or podcasting client. Views are the thing that, that, that I value. The subscribers, that's great. That means that I did something well enough to where you're giving me a, a, a pat on the back saying, oh, I will subscribe. Sure, that's great, but don't worry so much about it. You could get caught up in that number. So I know I said six, but I gave you a bonus there at the end. Um, and then a couple of things that I wouldn't change. Um, I wouldn't change the fact that my content has evolved and changed over the years and it's continually doing so. I do a channel based on tutorial content, but if I want to do a app review or a game review, then I can do it. Like I haven't boxed myself in so much into a niche that I have to do YouTube tutorial videos, that I have to do podcast tutorial videos. I can do tutorials on anything I want. I can do reviews on any product I want. And I'm so glad that I built my channel in a way that I didn't box myself in from the beginning. That was basically where, where I was at. Um, and then finally, um, the last thing that I wouldn't change would be just the evergreen nature of my content. From the beginning, I knew that the one thing I wanted to do was to create content that would be valid for years, that people would want to watch for years. And going back and, and looking at all of my old videos, I have a video that I did over eight and a half years ago that still gets over 30 um, to 50 views a day. I have another video that's over five years old, five years and two months, that gets over 230 views a day. So you see, something that I did right was to build my channel around evergreen content. And that I'm very thankful for. Something else I'm thankful for is you guys, the listeners, the audience of this show. Don't forget to support us over on Patreon. You can email me, Dusty, at DustyPorter.com anytime you want. And until next week, talk to you next time. 
You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.